Hello, and welcome to Talk Steam to Me, a podcast by Spyrax Sarco. We are the world's leaders in steam technology, offering the industry's most extensive range of products and services across a variety of industries. We create solutions that set the benchmark for steam using organizations worldwide, working with you to improve productivity, save energy, and reduce waste. Thanks for listening today to our success story episode in our Talk Steam to Me podcast series. In this episode, Spyrex Sarco Steam experts Jason Detweiler and Jeff Jasuda discuss how a USA dairy saved millions of dollars after partnering with Spyrex Sarco for their steam system solutions. The solutions discussed in this episode can be tailored to your industry's needs. If you'd like to speak to your local STEAM expert, get in touch today via our website at spyrexarco.com US. Good afternoon and welcome. My name is Jeff Jasuda and I'm the Strategic Marketing Manager for Spyrexarco USA. Today we're here to talk about STEAM. With me today is Jason Detweiler. Jason, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. My name is Jason Detweiler. I'm the sales engineer for the western side of Virginia for Spyrex Sarco, and I've been doing it for about four years this summer and looking forward to talking about some stuff we did at a dairy. That sounds great, Jason. Thank you very much for joining us today. And let's get into it. You you mentioned it real quickly, but this is absolutely a, a great Great news story about how we can help dairies and, and other items in the food and bev. So tell me, Jason, how did you get involved with this particular dairy company? Well, Spyrex Sarco, before I started with the company, had contracted with the dairy to do a steam assessment. So one of our engineers, Mike Noga, did a three-day visit to the plant and uncovered several opportunities for safety improvements and process improvements that could save some money, save some energy, reduce CO2 emissions, and uh, generally fix up the plant. So Jason, when you went to the plant for the first time, the client site, who all did you work with and what did you find when you got there? So I was fortunate the first time I went to the site was very early on in my employment. So my boss went with me and uh, he walked me through kind of like uh, teaching while uh, furthering the assessment of different areas of the plant. And so what made it a, a very fortunate encounter is the director of engineering for the company was in town. Um, he traveled across the country to meet us. And so I had a direct line to the guy who was making all of the decisions and had the uh, the most skin in the game as far as making improvements to the plant. I also met with the maintenance manager, maintenance supervisor, quality plant manager, production manager. So all the key stakeholders were represented on my first interaction with the with the plant. So Jason, when you went to the plant for the first time, you were able to see how they were set up in their design, and you had the fortunate um, ability to also know that we'd done a steam assessment um, and told and identified some key issues. What were some of those key issues that were not only identified from the assessment, but what you could actually see 
when you walked the client site with the client? Right. So the first thing I noticed when I got out of my car was there was a tractor trailer parked right outside of the boiler room that had steam flying out of the roof of it and water dripping out of the bottom of it. So I asked my boss, what is that? He said, well, that's a rental boiler. And so what they were doing was they were running their main boiler on full. They were running their two secondary boilers on full and they were renting a fourth boiler parking into the parking lot and tying it into their steam system because at the time they believed that they weren't making enough steam to run their process lines and to some extent that could have been true um, because they were running four boilers to run two process lines and they had a third process line that was down because they couldn't get enough steam to it wow so four boilers for for one facility and they still weren't able to go 100 percent. that's that's pretty unique i would assume so aside from the issue with you know multiple boilers and not even having all their um process lines running when you walked the, their plant did y'all do a steam survey or anything like that and if so what were some of the key findings what we what we found were there were several skids that are developed by OEMs all over the world, many of them in Europe. Um, the United States dairy industry primarily gets the, a lot of the process equipment from Europe. And the skids in a vacuum are designed just fine. Um, however, the way that they were put into the plant and integrated into the plant's infrastructure they weren't able to perform as designed. Was that a contributing factor to them having to have multiple boilers? Um, to some extent, a little bit. The efficiencies required to overcome a poor design or a poor implementation of a what could be a, a good design that was a factor. Um, the major contributing factor was the overabundance of failed steam traps. So another thing that we noticed was the um, the vent stack above the DA tank was shooting out an incredible amount of riven live steam, which means that there's a lot of, uh, of failed steam traps that are rather than uh, having condensate flash steam above the DA tank, which would give you kind of a slow, wispy uh, exhaust, uh, a failed steam trap, especially with this plant running 140 PSI, is going to give you a blast. And so there's blasting steam coming out of the, out of the roof, which tells us that there, there's at least one, but most likely many more failed traps. And the plant was about five years old at that time, and they hadn't done any type of assessment on um, identifying which traps were broken versus still operating correctly. So that was the number one recommendation that we made was before we get into any kind of design changes, let's just fix what's broken. So when we did our steam survey, our trap survey with them, and we looked at their processes and their system as a, as a whole. There's, it looks to me like there's definitely opportunities, um, both for safety as well as efficiency. What did you find when you did the survey 
Um, you know, how many traps did we find? And were there other things that we were able to recognize within their system to specifically work with them on safety as well as productivity and energy savings? Right. So if you're doing a Pareto analysis, the the largest contributor to the issues were the failed steam traps from a productivity standpoint. We found that 47 traps were failed out of 80 something in the plant. And when half the traps in the plant are failed, you've got a significant operational issue. So we made those changes. Um, we did a, a full um, you know, plant-wide steam trap replacement project every every single trap was replaced um, and then we got into the process improvements and what we found was a recurring issue of elevating condensate after a heat exchanger with variable control and without getting into the big time technical part of that basically if you don't have enough pressure to push your condensate 40 feet in the air which would be at least 20 psi you're not going to be able to run your heat exchangers effectively because they're going to flood. And so we introduced automatic pumping traps to those, and we were able to do those on a turnkey installation where we owned the scope of work from supplying parts to contractor labor, supervision, and startup and commissioning of a total of eight different units. Did this dairy company, to your knowledge, did they have any sustainability or other goals that enabled you to communicate how our solutions could assist them to achieve their goals? They did, and they weren't as sophisticated as what you see these days. Right now, everybody has kind of almost like a second mission statement is their sustainability focus. I know Spirex Sarco does a great job of communicating that through the company website and um, all of our training, our meetings, we talk about sustainability and, and influencing our customers in that regard. Um, this customer was very focused on figuring out what was wrong, and they knew that sustainability and safety were major factors that would be leaned upon because whenever you are working with STEAM, there is a danger involved, and you have to be safe when you're doing the work, but you also have to be safe when you're working around it. And anytime you are making more steam than you should, that means you're using more water, more gas, more chemicals. And so you're wasting the resources that, that you're responsible for. And so it's important from our perspective to help our customers in that regard. Um, and, and this customer in particular, they, they didn't have a stated goal in these in these uh, in these areas, but they knew there was an issue that needed to be solved. And since then, they've developed a more robust sustainability target, and you know their safety standards have elevated because of some of the things that we did. Um, one of the major issues with with failed steam traps in particular is it can introduce water hammer to your system. And anytime that there's water hammer, there's a danger for um, process disruption, equipment failure, or injury or fatality to people. We have in our training that we get when we first join Spirex Sarco, they show us um, 
photos from a plant where a, a 90 degree turn in a pipe ended up in a parking lot and crushed a car. And so clearly anybody that would have been in that path would uh, would no longer be with us. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, but there have been instances in our industry where uh, steam has led to a fatality because of uh, poor steam trap maintenance. And it's just something that every company that we work with is aware of. And uh, I know all of my customers are very, very aware of it. And we make a point of it when whenever we're doing our trainings and our meetings, we make sure that the safety is the number one focus because uh, we don't want to have to learn new customers names because the old customers went away for a, a reason that would be otherwise avoidable. What did our solutions enable the customer to achieve? And what did that look like for the customer? Well, it uh, it it ended up looking pretty good. Uh, the rental boiler went away. So that was uh, ten to $15,000 a month that they were paying for the rental boiler. Um, they are now running their main boiler at 85 to 95 percent depending on the load and then the two secondary boilers are running in a lead lag so they're essentially running two boilers now instead of four and they're also running all three of their process lines instead of just two and what kind of serendipitously happened was they were having some issues at their sister plant across the country and they were able to move the production of a national contract that's a six and a half million dollar a year contract to virginia on that newly available third line so they were able to save six and a half million dollars in uh, annual revenue by not losing that customer they also had a capital project on the books for three and a half million dollars to expand their boiler plant because they uh, didn't think they were making enough steam. So they were able to scrap that that uh, project. So that's over ten million dollars in uh, in windfall. And when you when you look at the investment that they made, which was less than a million dollars and saved ten million dollars, you know, that's a that's a pretty good business decision. So we try to look out for that type of opportunity with all of our customers because it's out there and you know we don't just go door to door selling steam traps we're trying to sell solutions that are going to be long lasting and important uh, improvements for our customers. What do you think were the main reasons or a couple of the reasons that this customer chose to partner with Spirex Sarco to help them? Um well, the first reason is most of the steam equipment that comes on these skids had Spirex Sarco components on them. So everywhere they were looking, there was Spirex Sarco equipment on the skid. Um, so that's kind of a, uh, I guess, being a global manufacturer, these European milk processing companies use us, they trust us, and they like they like using us. So that's the first thing the uh the second thing i think was the relationships that we developed and they felt like we were capable and put their needs above our own and showed them over the course of a year year or so that um, we were going to be the company that was going to be there to help them and we had the knowledge to figure out the best way to help them and not just 
give them what we've got. And then upon getting to know us more, it became clear that we were the solution provider that was going to be able to design the right solution, implement the right solution, install it, commission it. So we had the expertise from, you know, cradle to grave, from design all the way through installation and startup that they had one person to talk to and that guy looked a lot like me. So, um, but it's the team that I had behind me that made it um, a worthwhile project. The the designs that ESMU came up with to meet the caustic washdown requirements for all the equipment, um, you know, we had to modify several different elements of our products to to fit this exact need. And then the assurance that they felt working with our project managers and our um, our local contractors that we had relationship relationships with for the install. So we were the turnkey one stop shop to do everything and do it well. So, Jason, thanks for sharing this story with us. It's exciting to see. Um, when we are looked at by clients as experts in the field and they really lean on us to give them not products but solutions and the fact that you engaged you know multiple t- people in their organization as well as ours to really make sure that our solution really hit the hit the nail on the head you could say with making sure it was safe making sure it was efficient and sustainable and I I, I hope that you would agree, but this is probably kind of a type of approach that we could take with a lot of our other dairy customers, as well as other customers, to really let them know about Spirex Sarco and that we can help from design to optimize to implementation to configuration, and that we're here to make them successful. So I really appreciate you sharing this with us today, Jason. Congratulations on a great. Um, a great story that we can continue to build from. Um, This has been a real joy to talk to you uh, and learn more about this exciting time. And we look forward to hearing about more stories like this from you up in your area, as well as finding out after a few years, how did this story turn up? You know, it's great that they saved, you know, around $10 million, but I'd really like to see how that keeps on going back for the returned um, ROI for the company. So again, thank you very much, Jason. And thanks for everybody listening today. And again, if you want more information about how Spirex Sarco can help you, please visit us on the web. All right. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and join us again soon. If you have any questions about the content covered in this podcast, please reach out to us or your local Spirex Sarco engineer at www.spyraxsarco.com US. Follow Spirex Sarco USA on LinkedIn and watch for future episodes coming online soon.